Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Welcome to the Lena Nelson Dooley Show. Wait, wait. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program to bring you an exclusive interview with a woman who claims, I can hardly say it out loud, it's so preposterous, but the woman claims her son has risen from the dead. We here at Blogspot Radio are committed to bringing you nothing but truth, so we went straight to the source. Mary of Nazareth, the boy's mother, has agreed to talk only to us. Let me see if I can get her on the line. Mary of Nazareth, can can you hear me? Mary? I'm, I'm here, Lena. James brought me the gourd. I'm not, I'm not sure how far this string will stretch. I don't know why you'd want to talk to me, Lena. I'm no one, really. Just a woman from a place no one has ever heard of. Until today... I've done all sorts of Google searches. According to history, you are his mother, correct? Yes, I am the mother of Jesus. Then I think you're the perfect one to shed the light on the news hitting social media. Man awakens from the dead or Christ the Lord is risen is trending on some platform on most platforms worldwide. If a worldwide platform means soldiers tying an innocent man to a post in the middle of town and nearly whipping him to death before they nailed him to a cross, then my son is that man. I I knew from the moment the angel appeared to me, my son would change the world. I I just didn't know how much he would change me. Did you say an angel appeared to you? Yes, to tell me I was going to have a child. Couldn't your husband just have picked up one of those little kits at the drugstore? Well, you see, that was the problem, Lena. I I didn't have a husband. Oh, then the Internet stories I found on you are true. The paternity of your child is in question. Well... Everyone in our small village thought the worst of me, but I had done, well, you know, sinful things. But I hadn't. Even my parents had trouble believing that I was still a virgin and that the child I carried was, I know you're not going to believe this, from God. Frankly, my dear, I'm inclined to take their side. I mean, what you're claiming is almost as impossible to believe as... uh, Rising from the dead? Uh, Yes. I know what I'm claiming seems far-fetched when you first hear it, but not when you look at the facts, as I have a million times over. 
since that moment when the glorious light appeared to me and the most intoxicating voice I'd ever heard whispered in my ears. And what facts are those? That this is your chance to tell your side, Mary. My listeners want the truth. Well, my parents spoke Yahweh's words in our home every day. We, we lived by the words of the law and were taught the scriptures from our childhood. I knew what the prophets had said about the coming of the Messiah. I knew the Messiah would be born of a virgin. I just never expected that virgin to be me. Are you certain you didn't, uh, how can I put this? Are you certain you didn't make up this angel visita- visitation? Not that I'm blaming you. After all, you were in a bit of a pickle and uh, desperate, I'm sure. Well, I confess that as a child, I often sat on the hillside behind our home in Nazareth and, and dreamed. Like most of my friends, I pretended that I was the mother of the Messiah. I dreamed of glory and honor and a special touch everyone would recognize. Of course, I never really thought the Messiah would actually be my child, that the Lord would choose me was only a dream. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm nobody special. But according to several reliable sources, there was a man, a human man oh, in your you life. Mean you mean Joseph? Yes. Yes. According to my research, you were engaged. Sometimes young lovers are impetuous, unable to control themselves. Sometimes things happen, you know. Surely you can see why your relationship with Joseph could raise a few eyebrows. Well, as I neared the age for marriage, like every other girl my age, I considered the crop of eligible men in our village. My friends and I often met at the well and discussed who we'd like our parents to choose for our husbands. I looked and thought and prayed, and as I grew older, one man settled into the crevices of my heart, Joseph, the gentle carpenter. Joseph was several several years older than, than I was, so I was reluctant to tell anyone, especially not my friends at the well. It seemed too private. But I told Yahweh, I always tell the Lord everything I'm thinking and feeling, don't you? Uh, well, not usually. What happened? Well, out of the blue, Joseph approached my father about marrying me. I, I knew Yahweh must have had something to do with it. I mean, there were many other girls ready for marriage in our village, and I feared that Joseph would want one of them. But he told my father that he had watched me grow for many years, and I was the one who wanted to be the mother of his children. So when Father told me, I went out to the hillside and danced for joy. I sang and praised the Lord. I I knew Yahweh had heard me and was fulfilling the desire of my heart. So you and Joseph were married? No, betrothed. Well, technically, isn't being betrothed like being married? Oh, without all the benefits. You know what I mean. There is much to do during the betrothal period. Uh, Joseph began to prepare a place for us to live. He built furniture for our home. I prepared all the linens we would need. 
especially being careful with every stitch. I was preparing for our marriage with every being. I could not have been happier than the unexpected happened. Uh, the angel showed up, right? Well, Gabriel. Gabriel, Lena, his name was Gabriel. Um, I was sitting in the garden in a late afternoon sewing. I really enjoyed the garden at that time of day. I was soaking up the sun's warmth and humming a happy tune as I thought about my good fortune. At first, I was not aware there was anyone in the garden with me. I sensed his presence before I saw him. Then, I know you're not going to believe this, this glowing stranger called me favored one. My goodness, what did that mean? I, I was almost frightened, but his eyes and voice were gentle. And when he told me that Yahweh had sent him, I did not understand. He went on to tell me that I would have a child, and that child would be, the, would be great and the son of the Most High. Now, if you think you can't comprehend such a message, can you imagine how hard that was for me to comprehend? The dream of my childhood was coming true, but I did not even remember having that dream. My heart and mind were so full of my new dream with Joseph. It was not until after the angel left that I remembered the other dream. What did you say? Well, I told the angel angel that I was willing to do anything the Lord wanted. He told me that my cousin Elizabeth, who was older than me and had been barren until past childbearing age, going to have a baby too. So that's why you went to see your cousin. Yes and no. After I told my parents what happened, they thought it best to send me out of town. You see, my father did not want me to suffer the scandal that was sure to come once Joseph learned of the baby. I think I agreed because I didn't want to see the disappointment on my on my beloved's face. I couldn't bear the thought of Joseph believing I, I betrayed him. Elizabeth and I had always been close, so my parents sent me there. I cried the whole way. Now as I look back, I, I know this is hard to understand, but my tears were a mixture of incredible sorrow and great joy. You see... I loved Joseph. I could not imagine my life without him. But I loved Yahweh more. And I knew I would do anything to protect this little life growing inside of me. The strangest thing happened. The minute I walked into Elizabeth's house, the child in her womb leaped. She was filled with your Holy Spirit and prophesied about the baby in me. That confirmed what I already knew. Nothing is impossible for Yahweh. What happened when Joseph found out? It was not easy for him at first. He had a hard time understanding, as you can imagine, but the Lord sent the angel to reassure him. Joseph was a good and faithful man. He loved Yahweh as much as I. The people in the village, well, they did not understand. 
many said unkind things about Joseph and me. I could not have taken their scorn had it not been for Joseph and his abiding belief the Lord would somehow see us through this. So you returned to Nazareth, right? Yes, yes. Then why was Jesus born in Bethlehem? Well, um, the Romans ordered a census, and as they sometimes do, not thinking of others, but we were compelled to return to the origin of Joseph's family to be counted. My parents begged me to stay with them because I was so close to delivery, and the journey to Bethlehem would be long and hard. But Joseph was now my husband, and where he went, I would go. We packed just what we could carry for the journey. Mother insisted I stick in some swaddling clothes just in case we were not home before the baby came. And I should have remembered that the prophets had said the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, but my mind was so focused on keeping this child inside of me safe, I did not even think of it until the first birth pain struck and we were just outside the small town of Bethlehem. Oh, my. Far from home? So young? And now... You were going to have a baby on a dusty road? What did you do? Long before the first sharp pain of labor, I knew why Yahweh had chosen Joseph for me. He loved and cherished me even though I was carrying another's child. On the journey, he tried to keep me from feeling the strain. We traveled slowly and camped in carefully selected places. He made me a soft bed each night. Near the end of the journey, he gave me more and more of his bedding to make my bed even softer. He would not listen to me when I urged him to take his share. It was because of his gentle care that we were a little later arriving than most of the travelers. But once we arrived in Bethlehem, Joseph did what he could and searched and searched for a place for us to stay. He did not want to bring me to a stable, but... Becoming painfully obvious, I had to find somewhere warm and dry and fast. So you gave birth alone. Oh, Lena, I was never alone. Joseph and Yahweh were right there, holding my hand. When Joseph placed Jesus in my arms, I knew God himself had come here. What did he look like? Oh, Lena. He was the most wonderful baby I'd ever seen. Dark curls crowned his perfectly shaped head. Long lashes rested on his cheeks. His flesh was too soft and warm. As he slept, I watched the gentle rise and fall of his stomach and wondered at the sight of God, breathing the same air as I. Lena? Are you crying? I'm sorry. I I tried to remain neutral. Anything to have seen God in your arms. How could you bear all that happened to him in his life and then to part with him in such a tragic manner? Oh, it's true. His life on this earth was... At times, it was hard to separate the human child from the divine. I was his mother, and those memories sustained me. But 
Now those memories have been surpassed by an even greater one. What in the world could ever be greater than giving birth to the Lord and Savior of the world? I'll tell you. It was standing in front of that empty tomb, knowing death had been conquered because I had mothered the child of God. Thank you, Mary, for sharing your story with us. I know I'm going to be thinking about it for a very long time. 